I'm so happy you found Virago 24-7. If you're loving this podcast, please go to wherever you're listening and rate the show. Five stars would be very much appreciated. I wouldn't mind a review as well. And also, please share, share, share this podcast with your friends. Hi, I am your host, Leonette Talley, and you are listening to Virago 24-7. Virago is Latin for female warrior, and 24-7 is for all day, every day. Virago 24-7 is a weekly podcast that brings diverse women together to talk about life and our experiences in this world. We share our views on self-love, mental health, marriage, children, friendships, and really anything that needs to be talked about. Here, you will find everyday growth, Everyday healing with everyday warriors. Hi, everyone. I have Shiny Like the Sun with me today. And before we get started, I just want to thank everyone for listening to Virago 24 7. This is going to be our 40th episode. And when I started, I didn't know if it was going to last, but here we are. It's going to be almost a year, Shiny. Yeah, on the 6th, which is my birthday and it's Virago's birthday. And yeah, it's going to be one year. So it's episode 40. I have Shiny with me. Uh, This is so exciting because... You didn't tell me that. That's, I didn't. That's so exciting. I didn't. I remember, remember we were together when you were listing your dreams. Yes. Yes. All of last year, you know, since Shiny's a neighbor, we spent a ton of time together. Yes. A ton of time just talking about visions and things that we wanted to do. And then I said, listen. It was like our pandemic pajama mm-hmm. play dates. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It really was. And... I started doing it. She's like, damn, you're actually doing this. I, I mean, uh, yes, because we all got dreams. And on my dream list, I think the only thing I've got is we've got our swing in our yard. And it's a wonderful swing. It's a great swing. I've been, I, I just randomly just pull up to her house and just jump on it. And you swing. <laughs> and I swing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure she can see me from her, her ring, her ring vi- video. <laughs> Hi, shiny. Khalil, when I did it that one day, he's like, are you allowed to do that? Because yes. I was like... It's a beautiful day. I'm just going to get out of the car and jump on her swing. He's like, are Absolutely. you allowed? I'm like, of course I can. She's well, my friend. Well, I was going to say that swinging um, reduces anxiety. It does. So Kaylin, my 20-year-old, that's what she's been doing for years. And now Corinne, my 11-year-old, is doing the same like every single day. And it's very therapeutic for them. So, I, But I yeah. mean, it's not just for kids, right? Cause this, no. Because our swing, I think, goes up to, I think, two two or I think maybe well, 300 pounds attached to a very a, thick tree. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I welcome adults to start swinging. Well, I think it's amazing, but on trees, on trees, <laughs> swinging on trees, not swinging period. <laughs> I don't know if I could do you that. Know, whatever, whatever swinging. floats. Your oh, boat. No, I, I, don't, I have no judgment. I have no judgment either, but me, I'm a very <laughs> jealous person and I would not know. That would be super duper duper hard for me. But anyways, we're not here to talk about swinging. (laughs) Shiny had an awesome topic and she's like, I have so many things. So this is going to be however many parts we come up with. This is not going to be the only time we talk about it. Um, And so what do you want to bring to the table, Miss Shiny? Um, I wanted to talk about um, unconditional love versus conditional love. Mm -hmm. Um, And not with just like romantic relationships, but also with our children. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's a really important topic, and I think a lot of people kind of misuse that word and don't really understand it because they they think that they're um, you know exuding love with um, but with a whole bag of conditions. Mm-hmm. That's a quote. What is that? The quote that you found? Because I no, that's not the exact quote. That was but my, I, my version. But, but I do it, love it, that. It is true, though, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, everyone's looking for it, but they bring their whole bag of conditions Yes, about love. Yes. And the same thing with their, with their children. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, they, they have all these conditions for, um, for their children Mm -hmm. or, or, or we do. So if, if we do, we need to be aware about it, aware of it and work on it. Yeah. So, you know, we're not perfect, but I think the first step is being aware. So that's what I want to talk about. So, I was wondering if you could um, help me define it so that we start there. Yes. So, I just a behind the scenes secret. I don't really prepare for shows. (laughs) And if I do, it's very last minute because that's, I don't know, that's how I function. So, I don't overly prepare for stuff. Everything that I say is like literally from the heart. So, she, she, um, we were texting last night and literally like, an hour ago before she came, I was like, I should, I should look this up. So I know what I'm talking about. So anyways, I found a few articles and the one that I, the definition that I like the best, it says, um, the term unconditional love does not mean love without limits or bounds. It means I offer you my love freely without condition. This means that when we offer our love, we offer it without expectation of repayment. It is important to offer this type of unconditional love in our relationships. Otherwise, we are offering love with strings attached, and this creates power and control imbalances. So that's the one that I found that I love because the repayment thing is huge. Oh, yes. People thinking that if I do this, you owe me. Yes. That's huge. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, 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 the, um, and the keeping score. Yes. Yes. So um, the keeping score. I'm familiar uh, with that, but I'm not going to go into details about. It. Yeah, the keeping, <laughs> but yes, I am familiar yeah, the with the keeping score. Scores. And um, have you ever heard of the invisible hook? No, but okay. you. I think you taught me that. I had never heard of it. Tell us what that is. So that is um, that's something when someone does something for you, and they're doing it in a, a kind gesture, mm-hmm. a loving gesture. Um, but there is an invisible hook attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're waiting. They're waiting for you to reciprocate in some way. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't, you are going to hear it yeah. or feel it or some, there's going to be some kind of repercussion for you not doing what they have expected. But we know what, like Brene Brown says, expectations are resentments waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there are people who do place that invisible hook on you. And the person has no clue. And the person has no clue because that's why I believe in you have to be a joyful giver. You give joyfully, otherwise don't. I a thousand percent agree. A thousand percent agree. I literally give and sometimes I forget that I've given. And then, you know, people are grateful after the fact, like you've done so much. I'm like, what have I done? Because I don't I don't once I give, I let go and that's it. 
Like Good. I don't think about it ever again. Good, because that's what, so I learned. Um, we uh, I used to um, volunteer in the summers for um, Vacation Bible School, mm-hmm. and that was one of the the you know every day we taught a, a simplified Bible verse to the little ones, mm-hmm. and it was be a joyful giver. And I'm sorry if I'm not going to reference the Bible verse today because. I don't. I didn't plan on pulling out that Bible yeah, right yeah. now, but it's somewhere um, in the Bible, huh? Yes, yes, it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we 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 said be a joyful giver, and that was what we 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 taught the kids that you know be a joyful giver means that you give joyfully and peacefully and with your heart, with you know with no, we didn't say no strings attached, mm-hmm. but with no no plan, no for, expectations for something no, to be returned right. back to you. Yeah. Right. And that's how it should be, right? Because yeah. when you joyfully give with your whole heart, mm-hmm. it feels amazing. I actually feel bad for those that don't have that joy. I agree. Because it feels so much better than it receiving. Does. And and you may not get it back from that person, but you're going to get it back. The universe will repay you for your kindness. Always. Absolutely. Yes. I believe that. I believe that 100%. Mm-hmm. I believe that what you give out to the world will come back to it you will. tenfold in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always like in some material way. Exactly. But it just, yes. And it may not be from that person that you gave to. Oh, it's from, no, it's a, just from not. another source, another. No. Yeah, another if, way. If, it, if, it, if, if we always gave some, if I gave something to you and you gave it right back, I mean, what's the fun in that? That's not fun. No. 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 I think we should pass it forward. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. I think that's how it should be, mm-hmm. and we and and you give cheerfully to the next person, and you know, and we all share. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, most there's a lot of people that keep score and keep points and keep um, that in the back of their heads. Like I did that for you. Right, but I so, think the, so. You owe the, me. The, so I think the commonality of that is in general is that inside they're hurting. Oh yeah. They're hurting. There's pain, and I think that's what the, they're holding inside. Inside, really, the truth is that they're hurting. Of course. Um, so, and I they think, have a hard time communicating that what they need. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, which is also going into the the loving, right? So, the I feel like with the unconditional love, um, when when you want to love someone unconditionally and you want to receive that love unconditionally. You want you you want to be loved just as I am, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, just as you are, and accept that person just as they are, right? Yes, um, in a in a healthy way, and there, um, and you have to have. Well, what did we talk about? Like a, a few minutes before we started, we have to have healthy boundaries as well. Yes, yeah, and I um, I sent you a really great article. I just know that he talks about without attachment, which is what I was just talking about, codependency. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, when you want to love someone, when you want to feel loved, you want to feel love without attachment, meaning that sounds really weird because mm-hmm. <laughs> you are attached to the person. But it means um, loved, love without attachment in an unhealthy way, meaning they are not the air I breathe. Yeah. I can breathe on my own, Mm -hmm. they can breathe on their own, and we breathe together. And we just enhance each other's lives. Yes. Yes. And we we have healthy relationships outside each other, 
We have healthy hobbies outside each other, and we have hobbies together. Um, and we support one another in our hobbies, in our jobs, in our lifestyles. And we t- we communicate openly and freely and everything. Um, and if there is an issue, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's like the ideal. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the way most relationships should be. But they're but they're not. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. That's and, the adult way of of handling things. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was talking to someone recently about um, like same way like with friendships. Like you say, oh, I'm really good friends with this person, and I'm sort of from this person, how it's not measurable. Like mm-hmm. you can't really measure like how close you are with this person or that person. Same thing with love. You, you can't say, Oh, I love this person. So this amount and that person, this amount, mm-hmm. cause it's immeasurable. Yeah. You love that person so much. It's an abundant flow. Yeah. Um, but you don't want it to be so, so overflowing that, you feel intoxicated and you feel like with 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 a day without them mm-hmm. or um say that you have a fight with them and they say something and it breaks your and they break your entire day yeah which is which has happened mm-hmm. i mean i've i've been there have you Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been there where I've, I have felt that way. I'm, I'm in a much better place now, but I have felt where my day could be completely broken, mm-hmm. um, where I've been so attached, where I felt completely sad. And my day is like determined by someone else breaking my day. Yeah. Even a, even a friend breaking my day. Like I, I realized that I had an atta- like an attachment tendency and that's from my own past, you know, um, my own past trauma, but, um, by working on it now, I can recognize that other people can't, you know, don't have to affect my day. I control my happiness. Yes. I have the power to choose like my mindset with intention, with mindfulness, you know, and if I'm upset, I can work on it. Mm -hmm. So, but that takes a lot of self-awareness. It does. <laughs> yes. It takes a lot of time to, yeah. Yeah. to work on, um, you know, and, and, and courage, you know, and patience. So I wanted to tell you um, a, a story. Mm-hmm. And this is a story about, um, this is not a romantic story. This is a story of a mother and a son. Okay. Um, I'm going to use, I mean, this is going to be an anonymous story. All right. Okay. So this mom... Um, I'm going to give names so it's easier to relate to the story. This mom's name is going to be uh, Sally. 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 Mama Sally. (laughs) Mama Sally Tally. Okay, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Sidebar, Philip used to have a crush on uh, Halle Berry. And he's like, she could have been Halle Tally. (laughs) I'm like, like, all right, Philip. Calm, calm down. <laughs> that's on. That's a big dream. Lesson. It is very big. Tally tally. <laughs> Anyways, so Mama Sally. I'll let you name the the son's name. Okay, son. Uh, for some reason, Joe pops in my head. Joe. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. Like Joe Mama. <laughs> my brother does that. Sidebar. Another sidebar. Before we get to the story, he's always like, 
yeah, so whatever conversation, he'll just slip Joe. He's like, yeah, so Joe's coming. I'm like, who's Joe? He's like, Joe Mama. <laughs> anyway, it's real funny. And he gets us every time. Your family's so funny. He's crazy. He's crazy. So Joe and Sally. Joe and Sally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Sally is a really loving mother. I'm really loving mother, really hardworking. Um, Sally is a single mother and she's been through a lot. But she's, um, you know, she's persevered. Um, she's gotten her, you know, her son Joe educated and worked uh, really hard to get him through school. And and her expectations are the reason that um, that I'm telling you this story. So she, Joe, grew up, grew up and decided um, that he wanted to move out. Now, I'm going to tell you that Joe is about 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Joe decided, and he's been living with Sally. But with Sally, okay. And Joe decided, I'd like to. Um, I'm ready to move out and be on my own and be independent. And Sally gets really upset mm-hmm. because she thought, "I'm a single mother. How could you do that to me?" Like in her eyes, without telling him, her expectation was. I'm single mom. You're supposed to stay with me, take care of me, you know, make sure I'm okay. I'm getting older. Um, so, so Joe has never, so he's always lived with Sally. He's never been independent. Like he's oh, never lived on his own. He went, went to, when he went to college. That's it though. But that, yeah. yeah. And yeah, which okay. she, you know, she supported and, and expect, she and that's expected different. and yeah. supported. Okay. But when he was done with college, he came back okay. and, um, you know, he's helpful around the house and as much as he can be. But also what Sally would do is Sally would also pay for credit cards, um, pay for um, those big um, wholesale stores, mm-hmm. you know, pays for that. And so on the outside and, and, and in her, pers- her perspective and in the outside, like people her age, I guess her friends or her like her little camaraderie group see see it as wow she's so sweet she's so caring she takes such good care of him she pays for things like he has it so good mm-hmm. um you know all he has to do is take you know take care of her and when he gets married and he finds a nice girl you know if he wants to he can just you know move close by mm-hmm. and then he can move out but there's no reason but until for him. then he should he, stay he should stay because you know his mom's all alone she she has no one mm-hmm. when he decided to move she she got upset mm-hmm. um she got real you know she got upset she kept it inside when he got um, a girlfriend and decided to move in with her, he got even more upset. Realized, no, I, I want actually, you know, she was, she didn't, she realized she wanted more. She actually wanted, her expectations were more than that. Her expectations were, not only did I not want him to ever move out, I wanted him to get married and him his wife and whatever kids they have all live with me. One big happy family. Yes. Yes. So I don't really approve of him living with another woman. Um, I want him to only live with me and live with some. And if he marries anyone, she must be of someone I approve of. 
So what I'm, I guess where I'm going is I always thought, this is me looking on the outside. I always thought and looked at Sally as someone who was a very, I, I, I looked at her as someone like a very loving, generous, um, giving, caring person. And then when I saw the, this whole interaction and this whole, this whole perspective of seeing all the things that she had, all these expectations Mm -hmm. and these, all these expectations were based upon, I've raised you. I've put you through school. I've given you all these credit cards and I've given you all this money. Then I started changing my feelings. And this is my opinion Mm -hmm. completely and my perspective completely. And I started looking at it as, sort of manipulation yeah and very conditional and if you don't do all these things then what did i pay all this money for yeah. it's a guilt trip like look at all the things that i've done for you you must love me you must do as i say yeah, yeah. and it just it just didn't feel good at all like the, when i saw this yeah. and i i don't have any like I'm not going to go talking to, I have nothing to say to any, any, either mm-hmm. one, but I thought to myself, it made me so self-aware as a parent, as, you know, I have young kids. Yeah. I'm not in this situation at all, but it made me think, you know, we bring children into the world and they're pure and innocent and helpless. What we do for them should be completely out of unconditional love, meaning what we do for you is out of our own hearts, and we want to help and aid them to have the best life ever and grow up to be good people and f- help them fulfill their dreams. Exactly. I don't want my kids to feel that they owe me mm. anything. anything. Yes. And it made me change so much of my thinking because I thought to myself, and not that I ever thought that way, but it made me think so much about like expectations that like were old. And I know that a lot of parents, um, a lot of people take care of the parents as they get old. And I would a hundred percent take care of my parents, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a, different approach when it comes to like being expected like versus like me being a choice exactly um you know i think for me when when my mom like when my mom fell in march mm-hmm. she when she fell like i immediately went there she didn't say you better get here right yeah. now yeah so that was my choice mm-hmm. and i went mm-hmm. but i think if there was like anger um a lot of fights of you should have been doing this. I wanted you to do that. Mm -hmm. I expected this, like all of that behind it. Like, Oh, I've done all this for you. I think every time anything happens to me, you need to be there. Like, I think if there was all of that, I can so a thousand percent relate to that. So, and until you put up boundaries, it's, it continues to happen. I've been, I've been on the other side of the guilt, the guilt thing like look at what i've done and how dare you not this and did you not know that we were struggling or did you not know and it's the expectation of you should know these things 
that's so the reason I wanted to talk about this is oh, it's man. such a fragile topic because it, it usually it's this is our loved ones mm-hmm. that we want to take care of. Like it's yeah. it's both ways, right? Like it's us taking care of our parents or our parents taking care of us. Mm-hmm. And both ways there is so much like possibility of feelings being hurt and misunderstanding and obviously communication is key but uh, that's why we're talking today because that's obviously the problem why i wanted to talk about it so badly was that i don't want to live my life having a, a lifetime of expectations on my kids exactly yeah and i think knowing their story and you know there's much more to their story but that's just just a little bit of it just knowing their story makes me so self-aware of who I want to be and I just want to be better yeah um and I want to take better care of myself even more so so that I'm less of a burden for my children yeah and and I don't want to be a burden at all mm-hmm. um I want my kids to see me as someone that was always their supporter, always there on, always on their side. Um, Not somebody that put any kind of condition or expectation at all. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, the other day, Gavin got a grade and I said, I said he got an 88 on something on one of his tests. And I said, I said, that's great. He goes, no, but I want hundreds. And I was just so happy because I grew up the opposite way where my parents would be like, no, I want hundreds. Yeah. You're expected to be. (laughs) And I, you know, the fact that he was the one who said I want hundreds. So that's funny because you and I had that conversation because Kaylin, who's a perfectionist, my 20 year old, because Gavin is 12. Yes, 12. 12. Yeah. So we had that conversation earlier last week. I was telling you how Kaylin's such a perfectionist. And I'm like, I'm giving you permission to not get straight A's. It's okay. Like, go to college, learn all the things. And if you get a C, just pass. Please don't fail, because then we have to pay for that again. But other than that, just let go of that perfectionism. I don't know. I mean, it, it brings me joy. Like you said, like it brings you joy that he wants to do that. But when they get older, it's, it, it's anxiety inducing well, for it, them to feel like they is, have is, to. Is yeah. anxiety. So yeah. it's good that you're, um, I'm like, she's like, okay. All right. And then she goes and gets an 85 cause she thought she was going to fail. I'm like, see, and then you told me to get her the book, um, Anxious for Nothing. Yes. But I got her the, not the kid's version, the actual version. Oh, I'm glad. And I gave it to her this weekend. So I'm like, read it. I was going to say, parents. Anxious there, for there, Nothing. There and is she just, one for kids, too, by there's Max one. To hear more amazing female warrior stories, hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. We would truly appreciate the love. Now back to our show. Back to the the parent child, and you saying that you want to be the best person that you are, so that when they, it is such a burden on the children when you're trying. Okay, when we're older, I'm the ch- I'm the child, and you're getting married and you're having babies, which is like super you know hard and stressful, and you're and you're starting your own family when you have your parents still like putting that burden on you of, well, this is what I did for you, and this is it's like. Leave 
me alone and let me make my own life. Like, why are you still trying to like um, drag me down? And it goes back to the beginning when you said these people are hurting inside. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to express themselves. They see you going off and thriving and they're left behind doing who knows what. And I've been through this. I've been through this and I don't want to go into details because my dad's not here to defend himself, <laughs> but it's, it was dad and my stepmom and <laughs> it's not my mama. My mama is, is not a burden on my, on my life at all. She's actually a huge help. Um, but my dad and my stepmom were those people in my life and I had to set boundaries and I wish I had set them sooner because I think we could have had a better relationship. But again, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, he passed away right before we were, you know, trying to make things work. But it it is. I, I wish I would have done it sooner. I wish I would have set up those boundaries. But you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know what boundaries look like. Um, it was just they expected certain things. I cried about it. We fought about it and then slept it under the rug and moved on until the next issue came up. And it's like, do you not understand that I'm trying to form a life for myself and you're trying to pull me back at each moment and making me feel bad for having a happy life. And like I said, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about someone who's not here anymore and they can't defend themselves or they can't come on and, and, you know, express why it was the way it was. But this topic is, no, but I didn't realize that related so much. And so you talk, you start talking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, I can relate to this. Well, I think, I think, well, when I, when I brought it up, I think immediately you went towards romantic relationships, yeah. which I, that's why I said, yeah. this, this we can do in parts. Oh, um, we're for sure doing this in parts because um, it's romantic and parent child. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. even friendships. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go in there. The thing too, is like I friendships have... for me are so easier to see and, and cut off. It's, it's the romantic and the parent child. That's so much difficult because you're so, those are definitely the hardest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but they are, but they're all different. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember even telling like a friend who considered me a best friend mm-hmm. and I, According to her, I did the wrong thing that she had an expectation. I didn't do as she expected. And my answer to her was, you're going to have to accept me just as I am. Mm -hmm. Because that was the truth. Because I, that's who I was. Like when you start realizing you have to, you feel the need to, you need to change that person. Yeah. There, that's, that's not, that's conditional. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going down the, the wrong road because unconditional is accepting and loving that person just as they are. That's hard because that people get married even and they say, oh, he'll change that. Oh, oh I'll get him to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course, like, yes. OK, maybe he never threw out the trash before and he'll start doing that. OK, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about things it's like, like that. It's like big stuff. Big stuff. Yeah. yeah big stuff. And. You know, we've all been there where we have these dreams like, you know, I mean, I spent the weekend with my um, my cousin and her best friend and um, and they're in they're in their 20s and they have all these beautiful dreams and idealizations of what marriage should be like and what husbands should be like. And they're beautiful, Mm -hmm. but um, it's not always realistic. No, no. And I also think like my advice only to them really was more like. Um, one of them was about like birthday parties. Like one of them said something about, um, 
you know, wanting to having an expectation of having um, her partner, you know, throw her every year, throw her a birthday party or something. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, I think that's that's sweet that that's something you're looking for. But I said, I wouldn't put that as something as an expectation for me, because I mean, there's nothing wrong with you throwing it. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she looked at me like, what? And I'm like, Really? I throw my own party mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything like, I think it's the way you look at it. Yeah. It's, it's perspective. It is perspective. Like, I throw it with the friends that, that are important to me and I'm important to them. Uh-huh. And it doesn't look like showy the way you're, she's looking at me like, you know, yeah. who do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Um, you know, whoever's important to you and you're important to them and they show you all, sh- sh- you know, they show up for your dinner and you have a great time together and, um, I also look at it in, in a different way too, that I'm a mom now I'm super busy, you know, um, when do I celebrate me? Yeah. Pretty much on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So why not? Um, so it's, it's like a whole perspective, it is. you know, and some people, some people might think, oh, it's my birthday. No big deal. Yeah. So that's their perspective. Yeah. So, um, or they think, oh no, that is the job of my husband. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes when it's to me, that's trivial. The whole like he should. Right. Which is what I didn't like. And there's something she said he should. And the thing is, like, there's something deeper. It's not the fact that he it's the birthday party. There is something deeper. And the birthday party is just like a small little thing. You know, it, it goes back to communication. Like I got married at 25. I am not the same person I was at 25. And the marriage and relationship that we have built is been surrounded by so much talking, so much talking, shiny, so much talking. And in the beginning, I did not know how to express myself. So I went about things the wrong way. And it's not about the birthday party. A lot of times it's not about this little thing that they're not doing. It's so much deeper than that. And that's why you have to sit down like an adult and communicate and there are little things that we can change when it comes to loving, unconditional love and everything that we're talking about. Um, I don't want to give people permission to be like, well, this is who I am. Take me or leave me. Because that is true. However, right. I mean, if they're... I, I'm, not, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm... Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want to sound that way. But okay. Because I, 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 there's I, room for, for improvement. No, I want most I times. Want, I want yeah. the person to bring out the best of me. Thank you. Okay. Yes. They're, they're and best. if they bring out the ugly, then that's no, when boundaries no. need to be. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So I, if I misspoke, yeah, yeah. I, I mean more of um, if you want your, if you were trying to make your man or your wife mm-hmm. someone that they really are not. That's true. Deep inside. Yeah. Um. Then. That's going to be really hard. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is, um, regarding the Sally and Joe thing, is I feel like for I feel for Sally in a way like I give her a lot of grace because the reason she is the way she is is it's generational. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I, I know this is a big topic right now in like. You know, um, Oprah, I mean, Oprah's talking about it, which means everyone talks about of it. Course. Um, so it's like this generational trauma, right? So that means like her parents were like that. So her parents' parents were like that. So it's like this whole cycle where your parents 
raised you a certain way, so and the parents' parents raised you that way, where basically you live their life, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So a lot of it is cultural, which a lot of cultures do. Um, so with with Sally, she just expected that her son, okay, he pretty much did the education that she kind of talked him into, mm-hmm. you know, because she had suggested, okay, you go into this type of education. Um, and at first he didn't really want to, but he, I think eventually he thought, thought more about it and realized, you know what, she is suggesting a good education for me. And he did go down that path. Mm-hmm. I mean, plus she helps pay for it. Yeah. Um, and then, so, you know, cause they kind of have a way of, Either they tell you straight up or somehow, you know, and they have a way of telling you kind of how, what to be, you know, what career to go into, um, what kind of person to marry, um, you know, and as a kid, it's kind of the same thing too, right? Like what activities to go, you know, to do, Mm -hmm. what, um, what instrument to study, what sport to, um, be involved in. So you know, this this mom has kind of been doing it her whole life. Mm-hmm. And in order to kind of break free, which we just read, yeah. you know, the adult child has to then kind of make an announcement. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm ready now to put a boundary. Yeah. Mom. Ooh, and that's not received well. And that's boundaries, not received well. No, not, no. Because they're not used to boundaries. No, yeah. because... Um, this generational thing has never even practiced boundaries or mm-hmm. even they've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I'm just talking about Sally and Joe yeah. in, in their kind of like, you know, the yeah. way that they work, their mm-hmm. relationship. So Sally never taught Joe boundaries. Mm-hmm. Sally's never been taught boundaries. Mm-hmm. And now Joe is pushing back. So he knows something's up. So, so it's, you know, and he learned the word, okay, ba- boundary or something like a word like boundary is being crossed because I want to push back. I don't want to do what she's saying. I don't want to live, live in her house anymore. Yeah. I kind of, I like the girl I'm dating. Mm-hmm. I don't mind living in her house yeah. or living with her or her living with me or whatever they're doing, you know? Um, you know, it is 2021. It sounds like Sally, though, is, and I hate to make excuses for people that act this way because it's infuriating for me to to see people not understand boundaries. Um, But then you have to look at that person individually and, okay, that's fear talking. Like, she's afraid to be alone. She's afraid, like, what now? Like, how do I live? Like, my whole life has been revolved around my <laughs> yeah. It's like revolve. Yes. Say yeah. How do I breathe without you? It's 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 really sad Which for is what Sally. The so this However, is codependent. Sally needs to figure this crap out. Sally. Because Joe that got girl. to go. Right. So that's why I okay, and I'm this is uh, I'm not gonna use that weird word, but this is where I feel like the relationship started kind of getting kind of weird and eerie in the mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. because I feel as if so- Sally's expectations of her adult son are now too much. Yes. And 
yes, she's a single mother, but he is an adult. He's a grown ass man. man. And he don't mm-hmm. want to be with yeah. his mom, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's. This is why I feel no guilt about living my life outside of my children. Because they are going to leave one day. And they are going to live their life without Exactly. So I I need to find what I like to do and things that bring me joy outside of them so that when they're gone, I still have my stuff. Yes. And I don't have to burden them with like, oh my gosh, now you're gone. And who am I without you? No, man, LT is not going to do that. Which is why mm-hmm. this, that's why I said this this whole thing is yeah. so important. Because yeah. it's the same it's the same thing with, with romantic, right? It is. We need to have a life. You need to have I I know that it's I know that there are a lot of couples who hang out as couples with each other, vacation yes. is together, go out to dinner together, like couples with other couples yeah. and couples and couples. I, I all the think couples are just all, hanging out together. Couples and couples and couples. <laughs> A bunch of couples and couples. All the couples. And I think that's awesome. Yes. But I also like times where you hang out just as friends. Exactly. You know, I think I think it's I think it's like fun. Yes. It's freeing. Yes. It's liberating. Yeah. It's like I feel like you I don't know. I feel for me, I'll say one of the things that it does do for me when I hang out with like some friends, it makes me feel young. It does. You know, because I feel like I can be like kind of goofy and giddy and um, silly. And um, I just think it's just good for the soul. Yeah. And it's healthy. Mm -hmm. It is. It's healthy for you to have a life outside your romantic relationships and outside your children. I agree. Um, Yes. You know, and and that's relationship and in hobbies too, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Hobbies too is very healthy. Yeah. Or and outside your work. Yeah. And and all that. But yeah, so I was um the Sally Joe thing, um, you know, unfortunately, um Sally is not self aware of all the control mm-hmm. that she's trying to put on Joe. Um, and Joe is trying to fight back. Yet Joe, um it, what I haven't really said is that Joe actually sort of likes the fact that um, in charge of stuff at home for Sally, because that's wow. been a relationship that, you know, he's been in charge of things, you yeah. know, he's gotten money for it, like, and didn't mind taking the money, right? Of course. Because that's the other thing. You know, he had the opportunity where he could have said at when he started working or even before that, when he had like, you know, smaller jobs or something he could have said you know i don't really need this whatever this big lots card or mm-hmm. i'm just making up that yeah. store mm-hmm. but um or i don't need this credit card i'm you know I, i'm good he didn't have to take it yeah um they were codependent with each other both, both. Right. but now he's trying to break away yeah people that normally do that aren't self-aware no which is infuriating too. Right, which is what, what a lot of things infuriate me. Self-awareness is definitely one of the top for me. Like how do you not know that this is not healthy? Well, denial is a is 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 a very is a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's a self-protective behavior. Yeah. You know, so I'm so thankful that God gave me that gift of self-awareness. 
Because even where I'm being an asshole, I'm very self-aware that I'm being an asshole. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't say or do things without being aware of what I'm doing, if that makes sense. So if I'm being an a-hole to you, I'm very aware that I'm being an a-hole to you. Well, I appreciate that. But like I said, the self-protective being... That's just like, thank I, you for the gift of I, self-awareness. I think they're not aware because... Um, of so many things. Of so many yeah. things, you know. So many. And who knows what Sally dealt with in her in her younger years and right. her trauma. Yes. Right. So there, yeah. this this speaks I feel like the all the things that she's doing speaks volumes on what she's been through. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's putting a lot of that onto her child, yeah. which is another lesson that I learned from is when we're good our kids are good. Mm-hmm. So I think the focus also should be that we take really good care of oh, our mind, body, and soul. Yes, ma'am. Because mm-hmm. when we feel good, when we don't feel anxious, when we feel like we've gotten good sleep, when we feel like we've, we're have we taking care of ourselves in every way, yep. that like literally... Trickles down. Absolutely. Yeah. I a thousand percent agree. Yeah. And it... it, it our kids know. Yeah. They feel everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And they do not. They, they, it's, remember, it's not do as I say. It's do as I do, right? Yeah. yeah. They're watching. They are. So if you're a good person, you will have little good people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I think that's just how, that's how you teach them love. Yeah. That's how you teach them empathy. And empathy is the cure for everything. I mean, I, I've said that before. It's a cure for racism. Mm-hmm. It's a cure for prejudice. It's the cure for, I mean, every, I mean, everything. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can get our kids to be empathetic as young as possible, we're doing the That's right the thing. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I know shiny, this was just us laying the foundation for, for more conversations on this topic. Cause I know you have like categories and subcategories. Well, I'm really passionate when it comes to I know, being a parent. I know. And I love this topic. So we will be back with unconditional love. Yes. Part two, three, or however long it takes us to get everything out on the table. Yes. I will leave you all with this quote. Even after all this time, the sun never says to earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to Virago 24-7. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and please give us five-star ratings. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Virago 24 underscore 7 and on Facebook at Virago 24 slash 7 and just connect with us and share your story. We'd love to hear from you. Just give me my space to move.